putting the asthmatic in charismatic. You're listening to Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show. Every time we talk about your love, we always end up in the deepest despair. This? It sounds like Amy Grant. Uh, it's Cheryl Ladd herself. She's a singer. I had no idea she was a singer. Yeah, pretty good, actually. Let's have a little listen. Okay. I'm going to shake my shoulders. I'm going to shake my booty. <laughs> You're a weirdo. You know, I, I see myself roller... Skating, not blading, roller skating. Yeah. Right? Crossovers. Yep. Disco ball. And the good ones skating backwards. Yeah, yeah. Couples only. Yeah. Couples only. All reverse. It was all kind of dark, and they had those like star (laughs) shapes on the floor and the day glow. Oh, my goodness. Well, folks, Evangelist Billy Graham is one of the few personalities who could unite 101 individuals from different faiths, cultures, and political ideologies. For the first time in its 20 year history, Chicken Soup for the Soul is releasing a one of a kind tribute book composed of stories and recollections honoring a single individual. All 101 contributors to Chicken Soup for the Soul, Billy Graham and me, recognize Mr. Graham's unique ability to inspire leaders from diverse disciplines and faiths, all sharing their respect and appreciation for the evangelist's extraordinary influence over the last six decades. Man. In addition to stories from uh, every living U.S. president and uh, many other influential world leaders, the book contains tributes from artists and athletes such as Winona Judd, former guest on our show, Charlie Daniels, former guest on our show, Dan Rather, Larry King, who was on last week, Kathy Lee Gifford, good friend, uh, Cheryl, is it two, how do you say her last name? What is it again? Lad. Lad. Uh, and Kevin Sorbo, who was on last week, Hercules, and uh, Kathy Ireland. So last week, again, Larry King and Kevin Sorbo uh, joined us to talk about uh, Billy. And this week, we are going to be joined by one of Charlie's Angels. Uh, I wonder if she gets tired of the the intro. Does she get tired of the song? CherylLad.com is the website. ChickenSoup.com is is her other website, apparently. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on the Drew Marshall Show, Cheryl Ladd. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, Drew. (laughs) I was just laughing to myself. If you had trouble pronouncing Ladd, you should try my maiden name, Stopplemore. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I'm so glad we changed that. Uh, How are you? Uh, doing real well, Cheryl. I want to start off with a couple of random questions. Are you ready for it? Ready? We're just, I think so. I want this to be the most random interview you've ever had in your life. Okay, go. Cool. Uh, I know you get asked this question a lot, but what's your handicap these days? I understand you're not golfing as much as you used to, or are you back into it? Um, I'm a little bit back into it. Um, rusty, rusty, rusty like crazy, but loving it again. Mm. Um I I don't really even have a handicap that I'm keeping at the moment because I'm just trying yeah. to get back <clears throat> get my game back. Okay. Um. Do you still do the spoon trick? <laughs> I still I'm still able to do the spoon trick. Yeah. Okay. All right. I saw I saw that on Arsenio. <laughs> I saw that on Arsenio, and I thought, man, that's that's some crazy talent. I mean, you know. Uh, that was a goofy night. Um. Can you remember the last time you had a dream that you were flying? Oh. Oh, I would say within this last year. Really? Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Why do you get those? I remember having those 100 years ago, and I haven't had one forever. And I, they're so vivid and so amazing. Uh, I want another one without any illegal substances in my body. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I had them nightly when I was a child. I, I, I literally would dream every night that I would open my bedroom window, walk out onto our the 
roof on the porch yeah. and take off every single night. Uh, my spirit was uh, fairly free. You know, um, I think that's one of the reasons I resonated so much with a show that was on when Charlie's Angels was on, uh, Greatest American Hero. Man, I wanted to run and jump and fly like that guy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sure. We were watching all um, uh, Mighty Mouse was flying. And- yeah. And Dumbo could fly, and Peter Pan was flying. And we had a lot of flying influences. Um, when was the last time you were in Canada? Uh, wait, hold on. Didn't you just film something up here like a year and a half ago? When was I up there last? Um, it was Vancouver, I think. But, I, you know, I filmed in, filmed in Toronto and Vancouver. I've been up there tons. And, you know, my husband uh, was raised there. He, he is Scottish originally, but uh, Brian lived in Toronto through high school and university, and then he was with uh, Dr. Music, the group. Uh, being the Scottish lad that he is, I wonder if he was a fan of So I Married an Axe Murderer. Have you ever seen that movie, <laughs> Mike Myers? No? No. Tell him about it. You you have to watch it. If you guys have not watched So I Married an Axe Murderer with Mike Myers, where he plays uh, uh, many Scottish roles in this in this thing, it is quite hilarious. His father is the <laughs> drunk Scottish guy. And anyway, um, speaking of drunk, Pinot or rosé champagne? If you had to have one for the rest of your life, only one, which one would you choose? Uh, the bubbles. Okay, definitely bubbles. Um, I hear also that you're a horrible cook, but your kitchen and bathrooms are spotless. That is the absolute truth. Amen. <laughs> Got that it. one you nailed on the head. Okay. My my my, uh, my husband is a fantastic cook, so you know I I bake, I make a mean apple pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make a mean pop tart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a pop tart actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just so many ways you can take that conversation. Oh my! Do you know if you okay. go to if you go to a pop tart box and read the cooking instructions? Believe it or not, there's cooking instructions for the slower people in our in that, our world. That I might be able to accomplish. Yeah, but it says <laughs> the kind of cooking I could do. <laughs> right, but it says microwave instru- instructions. Put in microwave on high for three seconds. Wow! Just thought I'd let you know that. Um, so when Cheryl Jean Stoppelmore <laughs> first came to California, what was the name of the band you were in at the time? It was called the Music Shop. Hmm. And who is Sherry Moore? That was me. That was my professional singing name. When I was singing in nightclubs, I wasn't old enough to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then you became the voice of Melody, the drummer in Josie and the Pussycats. That's right. What color was that? That was my first uh, real job in in California. 19th birthday there. 19th birthday, okay. What color was that uh, old Mustang you drove back then? Do you remember? White. Really? Absolutely. It was white. (sighs) Were you a princess? A princess? Yeah, were you a spoiled little so-and-so? Oh, heavens no. Oh, no. Okay. It, we were, we were. I would say, very middle-class family. My dad was a engineer on the railroad. My mother was a homemaker. Um, anything my mother wanted, my mother had fabulous taste, but no money. So she figured out how to do everything, mm. everything for her house. She, my sister and I got up. And um, mom said, hey, we're going to do something really fun today. We were like eight and ten years old, my sister and I. And she handed us hammers and said, see this wall here? We're taking it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is wow. my mother. My mother was a, uh, is, uh, is still, I mean, one of these people that um, gets it done, you know. You know, um, she has had to endure an awful lot, though, with the back surgeries and the arthritis and, the, and staff yeah. infection. And yeah. oh, my goodness. Poor thing. 
and she's still got this amazing spirit. She's she's just I don't know. She's my hero. I mean, truly a hero to me. How old is she now? Um, she'll be eighty in March. Wow! And so after she, all of that, she went through. We weren't sure. We always say we weren't sure she was going to get to be seventy-two, but she's she's still with us, and she's. Uh, you know, she's the center of our family, and we're just so fortunate to have her with us and, and that spirit. I'm, a, I'm actually having her uh, record her memoirs and go through her life and oh. tell some of her stories. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Nice, nice. Well, from 77 to 81, I believe, you played Chris Monroe and Charlie's Angels. Um, you were Farrah Fawcett Minor. Correct. That's exactly right. You have done your research. Did you really walk in with that shirt? Uh, I did. Really? I had it made up, walked on the set with Farrah Fawcett Minor written on my <laughs> T-shirt. Everybody howled. Yeah. Broke the ice. By the way, good job in, in when you were sitting down and they were, you know, you, you said no to the role like twice or something and because, yeah. you know, who wants to fill those shoes and, you know, follow Farrah? Not a cool deal, probably. But when you sort of got to the conversation of, you know, can I be a goofball? Can I be, you know, the younger sister? Like, that was a brilliant move, and uh, well done. Well, thanks. I mean, I I appreciate the fact that Aaron was uh, just not going to be told no, for one thing. he's This is how he got to be successful, I guess. So when he had me come in to talk to him, which, of course, I would do with great respect for, for him, and he... And by the time we talked it through, we had created a character I thought I could play. So, and it and it worked. And that, I'm always grateful for first of all the respect he showed me and um, the input input he allowed. Um, you know, that doesn't you know, happen all the time. When I was talking to Kevin Sorbo last week, of course, played Hercules. I was letting him know that. Well, he already knew this, but uh, the The Rock is going to be uh, uh, playing the role of a new. Of Hercules in a new movie in uh, 2014, and uh, his Kevin said that his people contacted you know the, the those people about maybe a, a cameo you know that wouldn't that be a good idea to have Kevin Sorbo do a little cameo in the in the Hercules haven't got back to him you know he's not heard anything yet and uh, like why why didn't we not see you in any of the latest Charlie's Angel stuff unless I missed it Cheryl I wasn't in it oh no nope it's, it's a crime. It's a crime. Um, you know, in the height of the weirdness and the and the lunchboxes and the and the and the and the soap, Charlie's Angels soap and everything. I don't know all the craziness back there. Um, boy, things got real squirrely with Acid Trip letter writing guy, didn't it? Oh, it it got bad there. I had a really strange, strange young man after me, and um, yeah, he he. They they found him. He was banging on my front door and threatening my family and doing things, very strange things, that were terrifying. Anyway, um, he dropped acid watching Charlie's Angels, and they contacted his family and his mother, and I guess got him back there, uh, got him home. But um, every square inch of his room had my photo on it. Man. My wife's like that with me. <laughs> Well, that's understandable. Of course. Don't you think? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the weird thing about that whole incident that you went through, I mean, that was back when John Lennon was being stalked by his killer, was it not? Yes, right around all that same time. So people were, and nobody had ever kind of um, experienced anything like like John Lennon and, and all of that. And, and so mm. everybody started really taking their security seriously. And, and yet, you know, 
so many so many celebrities in LA you, you, you know you could walk right to their front door no nope. yeah. security really happened after the John Lennon well, over the uh, and by the way, we're on the phone with Cheryl Ladd. Over the last number of years, Cheryl, your team, you know, the the Charlie's Angels team, has lost, you know, some friends, some family, really. Of course, Farah um, passed, and uh, David Doyle, who played Bosley, passed. But uh, John Forsyth, who played Charlie, I mean, he was an old neighbor of just a couple of doors down. Yes, he lived uh, one, two farms over, mm-hmm. and we were great friends, and he had a. Just a lovely, lovely wife who passed away shortly after he did. Uh, we were they were dear friends of ours. At one point here at home, uh, a couple of birthdays ago, um, I had Fess Parker, John Forsyth, and Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Wow! At, at lunch in my house, three of the most, first of all, gorgeous men in the history of Hollywood, and talented and just wonderful human beings. Mm. Of them. And yet, I wasn't invited. And I, you know, what was I thinking? I don't know. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool at all. Um, we had a uh, listener write in. Her name is Edwina. And she said, hi, I know that Cheryl Ladd is going to speak about Billy Graham, but could you ask her about her memories of being on the Partridge family? That was even before she was actually known as Cheryl Ladd. Thanks. I asked this as I am a huge Partridge family fan. She didn't say I'm a huge Cheryl Ladd fan, oddly enough. <laughs> Well, I was kind of a Partridge Family fan myself, so it was a, I was tickled to be on the show. It was great fun. Um, it was just one episode. Uh, my other favorite one was uh, Happy Days, when I got to play Cindy mm-hmm. Shea mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Ron Howard. Well, that was a really fun show. And I was, I was three months pregnant with my daughter when I was filming Happy Days, and I kept running off the set. Uh, with morning sickness, it was it was quite interesting. Uh, Sh- Cheryl, I, you know, normally I'm a little, just a little more serious with these interviews, but I was inundated with uh, clip after clip and, and, uh, of you doing just so many different things on television. I would like to take this moment and just do something a little different. I would like to play some useless television trivia with Cheryl Ladd. Would you mind if we oh, did that just sure. for a couple of minutes okay. here? Okay. You ready? Sure. First of all, who did you present a Golden Globe to? Um... Barbara Streisand. Well done. Golden Globe for Best Director for? Yentl. Yes. Well done. One point for Cheryl Ladd. Um, Want to play you this <laughs> clip. Uh, yep, right there. Have a, have a listen to this, and, okay. uh, and I want you to tell me what this is from. I guess it must be hard being a major motion picture star. It's been a long day. Plane rides and visiting three high schools. I saw Wackakee Nun four times. I'm pretty sure he's a smunk. Walter Winchell called you an island of purity in Hollywood's sea of sin. Smoke? Yeah, I've had a cigarette all day. Do you have one on you? No. I, I mean, uh, there's a rule. You can't smoke on school grounds. Oh, oh that's right. I understand. How about a drink? <laughs> Cheryl Ladd, Billy Graham would be so disappointed in you. <laughs> that was the adorable Ron Howard, and that was what we were just talking about. That's I didn't realize you were going to play that. That's funny. You kissed Richie Cunningham. I mean, it was lip I to lip. Did. Lip to lip, and then I quickly turned around and, and went puked. around the corner and got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I not to take it personally. Oh. It's maybe one of the most unusual reactions to kissing that he's ever had. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I, I, I actually got in trouble. Uh, work, I was working on Cinderella Man, 
and I got in trouble by Opie. Opie got me in trouble. He sent oh. he sent the eighty over and said uh, I was loading some bags. I was working with all the horses, the animals, and the stunt team and stuff, and and uh, I was loading some bags in the back of a wagon. And uh, the idiot came over and said, "Mr. Howard says you're making it look too easy loading those bags of grain. Make it look harder." <laughs> anyway, that's my only Ron Howard story. Um, now, speaking of being pregnant back then, what and give up show business? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, you uh, speaking of pregnant? Yeah, you being pregnant. You and Steve Martin worked together on a on a show. What was that called? That was called the Kenberry Wow Show. A replacement show, variety think, show, singing, dancing. Oh my gosh, we had so much fun. I think Steve Martin should do another show called Wow. Wow, I'm a father uh, at 67. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he just uh, he just delivered his first baby. Wow, I'm going to say wow too. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, here's uh, tell us what television show this was from that you were on. checked in. Groovy, now let's check out the sights. Phone call for Missy Melody. Phone call for Missy Melody. Missy Melody? I wonder who that is. That's you, Melody. Go answer the ding-a-ling, you ding-a-ling. Okay. Hello? You have a rare coin which I wish to purchase. Will you please speak up? I can't hear you. All right, tell us. Tell us now. Tell us what was that from? Josie and the Pussycat. Wow. Was that, now, did you just sing on that show, or was that your voice? I was just a singing voice. Right, because that just sounded yeah. too airheady to be you. Yeah, that wasn't me. All right, next. Oh, no, I, well, I did speak a little uh, higher when I was, you know, that age. <laughs> all of us did. Yeah, all of us did. Thank you very much. All right, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome the newest angel from Charlie's Angels, Miss Cheryl Lad. Yeah. Hey, hey, How are you, man? Hey, beautiful tonight. Thank you, and thank you for all those presents you sent to my dressing room. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, I, I, I've never seen deep purple roses before. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, that's uh, it's kind of like my trademark. Oh, well, mm-hmm. they're wonderful. Yeah, thank and you. I love artificial. They keep so much longer than real ones. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because you see, Cheryl, uh, I want you to remember me always. Do you? Yes. I will, every time I dust. Oh, that's just, I mean, the writing back then, that's just fantastic. The- I mean, was that some writing or what? <laughs> <laughs> that was Donny Osmond. It was that Donny Osmond. Yeah, Man, and you was got, adorable. You guys got real uh, facially close in that scene. I thought somebody was going to, you know, start locking lips. Uh, and, but then you went on to sing, and it was just a beautiful moment. All right, well, here's another duet. You did do a duet in that last uh, clip, uh, but we're moving along uh, quickly here because we don't want right. to take too much of your time. Here's a, here's a duet you actually did. So have Check a listen. Ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are just helpless girls. Mm-hmm. Ready? Ready. I'm a girl and I mean that's only great. <laughs> I am proud that my silhouette is curvy. I walk with a sweet and girlish gait. <laughs> That's Cheryl. That part there. Yeah, what do you That's think, Cheryl? Miss Piggy. <laughs> I had a ball doing that show. Were you, were you not on it more than once? Like, way more than once? A couple times, yeah. Yeah. Man. And well, you went from being on The Muppets to, uh, well, just before you turned 50, you finally got to do Broadway. So, well done. Did. Thank you. Lifelong dream fulfilled. 
All right, have a listen to this one. Tell me what you think. Here's Cheryl Lamb. If your hair doesn't have enough body, change it with Wella Balsam Extra Body Conditioner. I did, and I love it, because Wella Balsam Extra Body gives my hair all the body I want, but still keeps it looking clean and healthy. Helps protect against damage from blow dryers, too. So if your hair doesn't have enough body, change it. With patented well you know, here's the thing. Two, you don't know this because it's radio, but both Tim the Tool across the board from me here and and myself, we're both bald. So when we saw this commercial, <laughs> we were uh, we were conflicted whether we should play you, it or not. You don't have bouncing and behaving hair. Uh, no, not so much. Uh, 1978 <laughs> was the Wella Balsam commercial that you were in. Here's another quick one from uh, 1976. Have a quick listen to this. Today I saw the man again And it's been so long since I've seen him He looks so pretty Now this is not a commercial, this is a... I may have set that up a little wrong. Uh, This is a rare song from a show that many of us watched back in the day. You did a lot of variety shows. By the way, um, you being on uh, Battle of the Network Stars was my favorite. I loved watching that. Because it was finally an opportunity for us to see what you you celebs were really like. Do you remember what show that was you were singing on there? Mike Douglas. Oh my goodness! Do you watch stuff all the time in your home no, theater? No, but I re- I lo- happen to love that song. It was a very beautiful and, song. Uh, wasn't it a beautiful song? Yeah. Very haunting song. Yeah. You actually you actually uh, that clip that song made me uh, think of Linda Carter, who also had she's uh, had a CD out recently, and boy, she got a lovely voice. What a good yeah. singer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we were all uh, in, in, in the day, back in the day. In the day. In the day. We, you know, we did everything. We, we did commercials. We, yeah. we could sing. We could dance. We were, we were that kind of all-around performer kind of actor, you know? Yeah. Uh, quick, quick listen to this one. Here's another song that you did. Our American hostages in Iran. Very Crystal Gaelish there. Now, do you remember that? Uh, Like it was yesterday. That was one of the most remarkable experiences of my life. Walking out um, on that grass in that... With all of those people, I was literally vibrating off the ground. It was the energy when 80,000 people turn and they all send their energy to you. It's an astonishing, I don't know how I got through it. It was an astonishing moment. You know, it's probably the same feeling Benny Hinn gets when everyone sends all that money to him. (laughs) You're bad. Uh all right, last last little silly clip here. Have a listen to this, and and this this one hit me the most. On midlife and staying healthy, we are so excited to welcome Cheryl Ladd, along with Dr. John Maddox of Good Sam Medical. You guys have paired up for a very important purpose. We're here today. We're going to be at uh, Arizona Mills Mall this afternoon from two to four, and we're having a seminar and a discussion with women about menopause. We've uh, seen you on isn't the that air nice. recently talking. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, that one hit me, got me right there. Now, see, there's a place you should have been, Drew, so you would understand your wife better. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
<sighs> All right, the final uh, the final edition of Useless Television Trivia is a speed round. We're going to go through this really quick. As soon as you know the name of this television show song, theme song, that you were in, say it out loud. We'll move on to the next one. You ready? Real quick. Yeah. Here we okay. go. First one. What television show is this? I have no idea. Come on. Streets of San Francisco. Very close. Same kind of band, I think. Um, I'll give you a clue. Wheelchair. Ironside. Yes! All right, next one. Here we go. This is clue number two for the next television show. Partridge Family. Yes, but we have to sing it, though. Well, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Oh, man. You know, uh, I've been straight my entire life, but uh, David Cassidy was hot. I'm telling you. Uh, next one. Here we go. Yes, it's the same band as the earlier one. And you, And you actually said what it was earlier. Yes, Streets of San Francisco. Well done. Cheryl Ladd playing useless television trivia. It's a speed round here on the Drew Marshall Show. And finally, well, not finally, but the next one. Here we go. These are all shows that Cheryl Ladd has been in. This is a harder one, Cheryl. If you get this, I'll send you a a chocolate or something. Oh, my goodness. Freak show. You are just a freak show. (laughs) All right. uh, Next one, real quick. Carol Burnett. I love Carol Burnett. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well, that was the... I just, had, I just saw her a few weeks ago. I had dinner with her. She's such a wonderful woman. You just had dinner with Carol Burnett? Uh-huh. Can I say in 10 years of doing my show, the person I was the most giddy about interviewing, other than you, um, was uh, Tim Conway. Oh, Yeah. Oh, Oh. my gosh. One of the funniest human beings ever on the planet. He told me the most... I mean, the guy has stories. He has stories. He actually told a story about a horse of... He and Harvey were into horse racing, and they had horses, and they always lost. They were horrible. It was a bad luck situation. But they had one horse that kept losing every race. The ambulance almost beat the horse. Uh, Because uh, he he had... They found out later, enlarged testicles. So they built a bra for the testicles of this horse. Anyway, here's the story for you. Um, okay, back to me being straight. Uh, Mark Harmon, NCIS? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, let's move along. Tell us about the night you met Billy and the champ, and the champ thought that he met Magnum P.I. What a oh, great story. It was, it was such a wonderful moment. Um Really, my husband actually does resemble Tom Selleck, um, and and certainly at that time, um, and 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 we were sitting there just pinching ourselves that we were there in the first place. And truly, we kind of, kind of I don't know, we just had this sense of someone behind us, and we turned around, and there was Muhammad Ali. Wow. <laughs> he smiled at my husband and said, "Hey." Ain't you that Magnum P.I.? <laughs> he was so cute, and my husband was just so thrilled that, that he spoke to him. He said, uh, uh, no, champ, I, I kind of wish I was, but no, um, my claim to fame is I'm married to this beautiful woman, Cheryl Ladd. Man. And the uh, champ just 
howled. And then when he was laughing, I looked over and it was Billy Graham sitting next to him, just smiling and nodding and just having the best time. And then we just, the four of us just sat there and had a wonderful conversation and a chat. It was life-changing. And then, of course, we were there for George H.W. Bush. It was it was a, a pretty astonishing moment in my life to be with these three incredibly powerful male figures, mm. and each of them more kind, charming, decent, tender-hearted, funny. All of them. I, it was just. It was a moment I will never forget. Every time I think about it. I, I just I, I wrote in the book too. I just I just feel so blessed to have had that experience. Well, that story of of course Cheryl Ladd's story of uh, meeting Billy Graham in the book Billy Graham and Me: Chicken Soup for the Soul. You want to go out and get this book. There's 101 inspiring stories from presidents, pastors, performers, and other people. I guess you're other people. Uh, and last week, Larry King said to me, "There's something about." There's just something about Billy Graham. He had yeah. that special it fact. It was it's undescri- undescribable, indescribable, whatever the word is. You know what? The, to me, the it about him, which, which, um, you know, you meet a lot of I've I've met and I know that you've met a lot of really powerful, interesting, talented people, but there was something about Billy Graham that was so authentic. Mm. He was he was almost painfully authentic, and it's such a rarity to meet a human being so authentic and and human and kind and but you know and 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 present. He was one of the most remarkably present human beings I've ever met. When he talks to you, you feel like there's no other person on the planet that he'd rather be talking to. And he means it. It, mm. it emanates from him, this this sense of, of I don't know, stability and truth and love and God's love. I mean, God's love is translated through Billy Graham in a way um, that is just incredibly effective. Cheryl, when you were 14, you went to this youth gathering in your small town in the fourth largest city in South Dakota with 12,000 people in the basement of the Methodist church. That's right. You hit your knees and you wept with tears of joy. Has anything like that happened in your life since? Has that ha- like, have you had that ever happen again? Many times? Never? Um, I think uh, several times. Really? Yeah. Several times. Uh-huh. Um, God keeps grabbing me. <laughs> I I keep getting um, held, uh, you know, in my spirit, held fast. Um, you know, all of us uh, wander around a bit, um, often not so off track, but just off kilter mm-hmm. in our lives, and it's amazing how... You know, we may wander, but he never leaves us. You know, I, I maybe you guys already are friends, but um, from the l- very little, they're going to join us on our show on March 9th. Very little I know about Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. Uh, I, it's, I think you, your hubby and, and those two would be just a dynamic, uh, I think it'd be a neat friendship. Do you know them at all? Have you hung out with? I don't know them. I, of course, know her work and, yeah. and his work, obviously, but yeah, oh, I would love to meet them. 
I'll see if I can set that up. Um, will you? Put that together, will you, for me? Yeah, let me just get on that. <laughs> they sound, no, they sound, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. No, Thank they're you. beautiful, beautiful people. They have this, uh, uh, he's just produced a new television series, a 10-part series for the History Channel, which starts March 3rd uh, on the Bible, a dramatized $10 million I, series. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. It's, I cannot wait to see it. it. Looks at me. Listen, uh, Cheryl, thank you for being so fun to chat with today, and thank you for for being married uh, over twenty five years. And I mean, I mean, no, it's like how many years now are you? Thirty two. Really? Are you at thirty two? Like, because anybody that makes twenty five these days, I bow in front of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're at twenty five and barely, uh, and boy, for thirty two, just. Good on you. 32. We figure in Hollywood years, that's like 100. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can I just mention something to your audience? That I have a film that I had the absolute privilege of being part of. I just finished in South Africa at the end of the year, last year, and um, it's called The Perfect Wave. And it's coming out, I think, uh, late summer, early fall. And um, it's the move, uh, story of Ian McCormick. Right. I don't know if you're aware of Ian McCormick. And, um, yeah, uh, Scott Eastwood plays Ian McCormick in it. And it's just, uh, it was one of the great experiences of my life as an actor. And uh, I think it's going to be a really powerful film and powerful for the Lord. Is that coming out to DVD or airing on a network? It'll, it's, um, it's going to be in the theaters. Okay, listen. You know, I know that I had fun today, and I'm sure you did as well. Um, I think you need to come I back. Did. I think you need to come back before the movie is is released because people have short term memories. Yes, I would so love to. I definitely will. If you'll have me, I'd love to come back and talk about the film. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cheryl Ladd on the Drew Marshall Show. You know what? I'm so proud of myself for getting through the whole interview, and I didn't say a thing about how hot you are. Nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> So proud. Were. Of I think I think it's were is the operative word. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> we'll talk to you again, Cheryl. Hopefully, thank you so much. I had a ball. Thanks, Drew. God Good. bless. Bye bye, Cheryl Ladd on the Drew Marshall Show. Tim's Tim's giddy. <laughs> I wouldn't let him talk. You, you didn't let me talk at all. <laughs> Short break. We'll be right back with Jay Baker. Marvelous. Ten years ago, after five years of pastoring in Australia, Drew Marshall moved back to Canada and with absolutely zero broadcasting experience, walked into the studios of Joy 1250 and pitched the idea of hosting a talk show that was different. Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show is now listened to by over 100,000 people around southern Ontario and thousands more by Canadians coast to coast. On September 15, 2012, the Drew Marshall Show will start season 10. And as a thank you for putting up with Drew for 10 years, we've decided to cut all advertising costs by 10%. Doesn't matter which plan you're interested in. 1250 specials, 10% off. One day advertising package, 10% off. Our summer holiday special, 10% off. Or even our 15 week advertising package is now 10% off. To sign up for one of our 10 year anniversary advertising specials, contact us today at drewmarshall.ca.